This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. With Danny, I'm Grant. This is The Fan. Welcome back and thanks for listening to the show. Nick Dowd stops by at 3.30, 4 o'clock. First of two chances for you today to win Caps tickets. We're giving away a pair at 4 and a pair at 5. Coming up next hour, we're going to dive into whether or not we are talking enough about what a big deal losing on Sunday night was. I mean, for this program in year three, you had the playoffs in your palm. And now, according to all the math, you've got like a 29 or so percent chance to get in. You're going to have to do the unthinkable and go to San Francisco and win this weekend. And if you do that, you're right back into the you're in a good spot again. conversation. But off of a bye... Basically only worried about the Giants for one month. New York, not that good. At home, begging the fans to come out, and they did, and they were loud, and they were energetic. And for two quarters, you laid an egg, and you were down 14-3. Maybe we're not paying enough attention because we're talking about the bad calls or the quarterbacks moving forward or what's coming next. But, man, that was a really, really brutal loss for this regime. Big picture. It really was, and... I've, I've sort of looked at this season. Okay, hey, what's the next game? At San Fran, but can they win their last two? Are we playing Wentz? You know, kind of like that microscope version of it, right? Where you're looking at the sample that's right in front of you. Big picture. I, I said this, I think, on Monday a little bit. I was irritated about it. This is year three of your build, right? Against a team that can't really start theirs just yet, talking about the Giants, where they haven't been able to get out of all their bad contracts and, you know, they haven't started implementing all the different pieces. They're inheriting the bads. This is the teardown phase, and they just got you. You can't beat them. You had two chances to. Let's get to the weekend that was in football and set up the week that will be as we're on to week 16 after one of the wildest stretches of games in recent league history. Starts you off in Minneapolis, where the Vikings did something that had never been done before. Down 33 to nothing, they came back to beat the Indianapolis Colts 39 to 36. Kirk Cousins, 460 yards, four touchdowns. He has authored the two biggest comebacks in league history during his time as a starter. He's now got seven game winning drives and seven game winning come-from-behind fourth-quarter performances this year. Both lead the NFL. Dalvin Cook ran for 95 yards, had 95 as a receiver, including a 64-yard screen he scored on to get the Vikings back in the game. Justin Jefferson, 12 for 123 and a touchdown. K.J. Osborne, 10 for 157 and a score. 
Danny, I've never seen anything like this. The Vikings couldn't move the ball an Crazy. inch in the first half and ended up with 518 yards. It started slow. It started small. And all of a sudden, it got closer and closer and closer. Indianapolis still had the ball in overtime. Uh, I think they were on the, the good side of midfield for them. Still found a way to lose. It was absolutely unbelievable. Let's go to Baltimore. Well, actually, go to Cleveland. Cleveland 13, Baltimore 3. I think this was the nail in the coffin for me on let's talk about Tyler Huntley as a guy that some teams might want to have be their everyday starter. Not for me. I think we're, we're passing on that. Also, apologies to those of you that love the run game so much. 20 carries, 180 yards between J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Again, three points were scored by the Ravens. That was nine yards per carry for the running backs. Didn't really matter. Cleveland 13 and Baltimore 3. Here's Kevin Stefanski on the defense stepping up. Three sacks and then... To get those sacks was great effort because uh, that quarterback can run around forever. So I thought it was a really good rush, staying disciplined, uh, and then tight in coverage. Uh, they have good, good players over there, and I just thought our guys made a few more plays. Bill's Dolphins was outstanding in Buffalo on Saturday night. The nightcap to the triple header. We were expecting a lot of snow. We didn't really get it until the final half of the fourth quarter or so. But in a very short amount of time, the ground got covered and the conditions got bad enough that it affected play. In the end, Buffalo, Josh Allen's arm strength, being able to drive the ball through the wind. He threw for 304 yards and four touchdowns as they won by a field goal, 32-29. They were doing snow angels and clearing the snow before Tyler Bass kicked a 25-yarder to cap an 86-yard drive that spanned the final five minutes and 56 seconds of the game. He made the kick as time expired. Allen, by the way, in addition to the four passing touchdowns and the 300 yards, ran for a team-high 77. He was the entire offense for the Bills. I mean, this is why he's going to be an MVP candidate every single year. Dawson Knox led him in receiving with 98 and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, unusually quiet, 5 for 60. Gabriel Davis, 4 for 56 for that Buffalo defense. Um, Shaq Lawson had a sack. They had three sacks in the game of Tua, who I actually thought played well. Like, there was a lot of talk about the snow and the weather and what it was going to look like for Miami. Tua, 234 and a pair of touchdowns without an interception in the snow, I thought did some pretty good things. But the Bills at home, great environment, crowds singing songs in unison, just look like the place to be this weekend. A lot of fun. Josh Allen says they might have to deal with the Dolphins one more time in the playoffs. Kind of hit a lull there in the third quarter. You know, credit to them. that That's a that's a really good football team. And, you know, who knows if we'll see them again. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive we will. So, again, yeah, that third quarter is not not where we want to be. Uh, but, again, that fourth quarter, guys made made plays, stepped up, found a way to win. I thought our defense played a heck of a game in that second half, um, especially. And then there, T-Bass at the end. You know, he's nails. Pittsburgh 24, Carolina Panthers 16. Panthers fall to 5-9, and nine, but they kept pace in the NFC South. They're still alive. Pittsburgh, outside chance here, significant only to a few folks listening, have another shot to not finish under 500, something that Mike Tomlin never seems to do, and that's still alive. I don't know how realistic their playoff hopes are, but it's point of interesting. Najee Harris, 86 yards, a tough net, 86 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Deontay Johnson went 10 for 98. Not much doing on offense for Carolina. DJ Moore, 5 for 73, and a touchdown. Here's Mike Tomlin on the W. I just thought he managed it well. Um, I thought he kept the ball off the ground and played clean, had a high completion percentage. And But it's easier to do those things when you're, when you're playing behind an effective run game. Can't say enough about 
our big dudes up front and, and, and how they controlled it. Dateline Chicago, where the Eagles improved to 13-1, and a 25-20 victory over the 3-11 and Bears, but they did suffer a big injury, as we now know. Jalen Hurts finished the game. You wouldn't have known he was hurt. Was playing through a shoulder problem. And he's going to miss at least this weekend, it sounds like. They haven't officially ruled him out, but you'd imagine it's going to be at least one, if not a couple games, with them already at 13-1. and one. They'll be careful with him. He threw for 315 yards. He threw two really bad interceptions early in the game. Actually, the, the first stretch of this game for him kind of looked like last year, where you go, this is the Jalen Hurts I kind of remember. But then he became the dude we've seen all year who might win the MVP award again. He was just tremendous down the stretch of this game. 22 of 37. A.J. Brown caught nine passes for 181 yards, got targeted 16 times. Devontae Smith, five grabs for 126 yards. Hertz ran for 61 and three rushing touchdowns. A couple of quarterback sneaks from one yard out and another carry. No passing touchdowns, but three running touchdowns for Hertz. You want to talk about running quarterbacks, though? In the loss, Justin Fields went for 95, including a highlight reel 39-yard run where he stepped out of bounds or else it would have been a crazy 40-plus-yard touchdown. Fields, who threw for just 152 in the game, over 1,000 rushing yards Mm. this year from the quarterback position. Justin, you went over 1K rushing yards for the season, broke the Bears franchise record. What does that mean to you? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it means a lot. Of course, um, you know, I told you guys this earlier in the week. Um, I couldn't be here without God. Couldn't be here without my, you know, teammates and coaches. So, you know, them pushing me every day, um, my teammates, you know, pushing me every day at practice and us just pushing each other. And, of course, you know, them blocking for me on the field and, you know, blocking downfield. I, I couldn't be be here without them. So, of course, it's a great honor. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really because of those guys. Grant, I love statistics. I love information. And usually I love it when they line up and tell a story. I look at the statistics of the Kansas City 30, Houston Texans 24 uh, game from this past weekend, and I can't explain it. That game went to overtime. It took a uh, Jarek McKinnon 26-yard run in overtime for the 11-3 Kansas City Chiefs to beat the 1-12-1 Houston Texans. Kansas City outgained Houston 502 to 219. I say again, 502 to 219. And yet somehow this game was tied late in the fourth quarter. Houston only managed 125 pass yards in the game. I don't understand how it happened, but I know that it did. Houston is fighting their butts off. Almost that Dallas the week before took Kansas City to overtime. They're still playing hard. And Andy Reid has some respect for Lovey Smith. Listen, I, I uh, it was a weird game. Uh, my hat goes off to Lovey for the great job in which he's done uh, here. I mean, you've, you've seen it the last two weeks. It's a, it's a hard job, uh, and it takes time as a head coach. And Lovey, uh, you know, my word of advice is just give him time. He, he's a tremendous football coach. I've had a chance to compete against him for a number of years and uh, just rock-solid uh, football team. How about that endorsement of Lovey from Andy Reid? A Hall of Famer who might be one of the best in the biz right now. Uh, Let's go to Jacksonville, where the Cowboys got shocked. They almost lost to the Texans last week, and then they did lose to the Jaguars in overtime on Sunday. And that was despite the fact that they led 27-10 to with four minutes to go in the third quarter. But here comes Trevor Lawrence, 59-yard touchdown to Zay Jones, 10-yard touchdown. To Marvin Jones, a three-yard score. 
to Zay Jones, and Jacksonville was ahead 31-27. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys answered. Three minutes to go, 75-yard drive, 13-yard pass. Prescott to Noah Brown, his second of the day. The Jags would come back. Got a field goal from Riley Patterson from 48. And then in overtime, a pick six to beat Dallas. In the end, Trevor Lawrence, who has been incredible for the last six or so weeks, 318 yards, four touchdowns. Travis Etienne ran for 100. Zay Jones winning people fantasy playoff games off the waiver wire. How about 109 and three tutties for him this weekend? Christian Kirk, six for 92. Evan Ingram, eight for 62. Doug Peterson's offense is rolling. He's got a good thing going with the Jags now on the verge of getting back into the playoff mix. They got a win this week, Thursday night football. They got a huge game coming up against the Jets tomorrow. But Peterson sees growth in Lawrence. The belief has always been there. Um, you know, and, and Trevor's done a great job of just running running the show, running the team, you know, doing what he's capable of doing. And, um, you know, just so happy for him, but but really for the whole the whole team. But just the guys the guys are starting to believe in themselves too, you know, and, and that's that's important down the stretch and, and um uh just a tremendous win by by everybody. All three phases had a hand in it. New Orleans 21, Atlanta 18. This game is beautiful. This is the perfect snapshot of what the NFC South is. There are three teams now standing at five and nine, and one stands alone at six and eight. And that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But everybody else had to be five and nine. They just had to be through this many weeks. Thank you, Saints, for getting that done. Taysom Hill, 80 yards and a touchdown. Also uh, added some ground action, 30 yards on, in his own right. Rashid Shahid caught uh, 95 yards worth of receptions and a touchdown there as well. Debut of Desmond Ritter. <sighs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, He played. It almost makes you stop wondering why it took so long to see him. Yeah. Tyler Algier ran for almost 140 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Cordero Patterson added 52 yards and a touch as well. But it wasn't good for old, for old Desmond Ritter. Did not look comfortable. Did not look the part. First start, but still a bit awkward. Here's Arthur Smith on his young signal caller. Yeah, I thought he was amped up early. You know, we were aggressive early. There was a couple other things I thought he was pressing. Um, but he did a nice job settling down, D-Led. You know, there was going to be some, something he was going to have to fight through. Uh, he's not scared of the moment. He's poised. Like again, it wasn't perfect. There's a lot of things that we got to look at the tape. Uh, I like what he's made up of. I think it says a lot about him. As we finished the game, we were able to run the ball really well, which took some stress off the passing game. Um, I don't know how the yards per clip, but you certainly feel it out there. And then, like I said, they they made a play. We got to do a better job with the ball security at the end. But there's a lot to coach off of. Right now, the Commanders have a playoff spot in hand. The final playoff spot, the seven seed out of seven teams that get in. The reason mathematically they're not expected to make it, the Detroit Lions, who improved to seven and seven. They have won six of their last seven now. Their only two losses in their last eight games were by four points to the Dolphins and on Thanksgiving Day by a field goal to the Bills. Detroit's good. They're going to be a tough out if they make the playoffs. If Minnesota's got to host them, even San Francisco with Purdy, they're going to give one of those teams a game, I bet you. They're playing hard for Dan Campbell. Jared Goff, 252 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Swift, the leading rusher with 52 in the game. Amon Ross St. Brown, 7 for 76. You'll notice this was not a big offensive game for the Lions, right? They got a special teams touchdown, 47-yard punt return from Khalif Raymond, 
and their defense did a really nice job in the red zone against the Jets. Zach Wilson got a start. He was much better than when we last saw him get benched. Threw for 317 in a pair. They couldn't run the ball at all. Their leading rusher, Zonovan Knight, had 23 yards. Garrett Wilson, 98 yards on four catches for the Jets. But it was the Lions, 20-17, to a 51-yard touchdown pass to come from behind with a minute 49 to go to get the win. And Dan Campbell, man, we're fighting, guys. I've been telling you, you can do this, man. Yeah, I mean, look, every time you win a close game, you learn how to, how to, uh, you know, in those moments, man. It, it, you know, I mentioned this last night, but to be able to, um, to be very disciplined in those moments, you know, that's that's what the winning teams do. That's what what players that can produce in uh, high stress situations do, and we were able to do that, even though there was bits and and pieces of that game that that weren't. Uh, you know, up to our standards, man, when we needed it, uh, we, we made those plays. Everything is falling apart for the Arizona Cardinals. 24-15 losers to the Denver Broncos. Not much to say about this one. That's Brett Rippon's music. Denver moved the ball at least a little bit. Latavius Murray, a buck 30 on the ground. And uh, Jerry Judy had seven catches for 76 yards in this one. The Cardinals are floundering, and they will probably end up with a top five or six pick. Nathaniel Hackett on the W. Feels great. It feels great. Uh, this team has, has had a lot of adversity this year, uh, both through the injuries, through the close games, and it has been great to see them all stick together, uh, fight for each other, continually battle. Uh, we've been in so many games against a bunch of very good football teams, and uh, we had another choice today. I believe we were down 9-3, and, and those guys had another choice, and they stepped up e- even more. That's the voice of a man who's on the hot seat mm. in his first season coaching an NFL team. Raiders beat the Patriots 30-24. to The Vikings had a couple of incredible endings this year. That game against the Bills where they blow up a play at the, the goal line to get a safety, that's big. Uh, the 33-point the comeback, that's neat too. I've never seen a play end a game like this Patriots-Raiders game. The Patriots are tied at 24. They're acting like they're down. They get a hook and ladder play drawn up. They're doing a band is on the field bit where they're lateraling all over the place. And Jacoby Myers decides to chuck the ball 25 yards across the field to Mac Jones as if they have to score or they're going to lose when overtime's about to start. Except that Chandler Jones jumps up on a ladder, catches the ball, stiff arms and truck sticks Mac Jones and runs 48 yards into the end zone. Again, the craziest play to end a game of any of your lifetimes probably. As you listen to this right now, this was Josh McDaniels. I mean, the ball is football. The ball bounces crazy, crazy ways. It's not a, it's not a, you know, predictable game sometimes. And obviously, the ending was, was probably the most insane ending I think I've ever been a part of. But uh, we'll take it. We'll take it for sure. <clears throat> Hard fought game here. Seventeen fourteen Chargers over the Titans. Both teams needed this one for playoff considerations. All of a sudden, Tennessee's lost a bunch in a row. Jacksonville breathing down their necks. It was a late game drive from Justin Herbert, who otherwise didn't have a particularly good game, to be honest with you, but it resulted in a dicker the kicker field goal to win this thing. Here's Justin Herbert on what they prepare for. I would have loved to have the game go a different way um, and not to have to be in that situation. But, uh, you know, like you mentioned, like that's one of those things that we've been through and we've practiced that and, and we practiced two minute drives.
drives all the time in practice and all throughout camp. And um, we know that we've got special receivers, a great offensive line blocking, and, and Mike Williams goes and makes plays. And so to be able to go through that and um, deal with as much adversity as we did today and not being able to, to score points and you know turnovers and things like that, uh, for those guys to hang tough, you know, believe in the defense and believe in each other, um, you know, it was really good to see for us. The Bucks are not good. They were at Raymond James Stadium. They led 17-0 at the half. They lost 34-23. They gave up 34 unanswered points to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Burrow, four touchdowns. And the Bengals, just like that, improved to 10-4. and That is your trip around the NFL, our fastest 16 minutes in radio each and every week. Nick Dowd of the Capitals next, and we're giving away Caps tickets at 4 o'clock right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Grant and Danny welcoming you back on the fan. As promised, we are joined on the BetQL guest hotline by our buddy Nick Dowd, who's brought to you by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put our team in your office. Coming off two goals in 11 seconds. It's like I've always said, Nick. You cannot stop Nick Dowd. You can only hope to contain him. That's nice. You might be the only person ever to say that. Two goals, 11 seconds apart. Unbelievable. Have you ever done that in any level? Uh, no. Maybe mini sticks in the basement with Louie. Definitely scoring him a bunch. <laughs> I mean, that's that's 350 goal per game pace. Like, I, if I had a shift like that, now granted I'm not good enough for or you know to be a pro athlete, let alone an NHL player, I'd be tempted just to walk back to the locker room 
and just go, that's all for me tonight, guys. Good luck for the rest of the way. I, no one will top that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, usually I, I would say anytime you know, I score or, you know, I'm on the ice and our line scores, regardless of how long I've been out there, my decision is to just get right off the ice because you literally can't do anything better than what you've just done. And I don't want to ruin it, you know, by staying out there too long. And it just so happened that that time we were on, I had literally just jumped on the ice. I was, I was on the ice for about five seconds when I first scored. So I guess, you know, the rest of the line just kind of hopped out. And I was thinking, all right, well, let's just not mess this up. And, you know, I guess uh, we were fortunate to get another one. It's just unbelievable. And then in overtime... This is the this is my favorite part. Obviously, like scoring two goals in eleven seconds is just otherworldly and, and almost stupid here. But the, my favorite part is you guys are working that weave. You make the pass, and then you're on your way off the ice, and you found out that Dmitry Orlov had shot a, uh, the puck a trillion miles an hour into the corner. Like you discovered the goal at the same time as the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, it was actually pretty funny. Uh, I, I remember, like, obviously, I don't play a ton in overtime. I, I was out there specifically to take that face off uh, in the D zone and. And, uh, you know, I think we kind of lost it a little bit. We ended up getting the puck back on a neutral zone uh, kind of exchange. And then um, I just remember the puck kind of took like a little bit of a bounce into the corner in the D zone. And I, the guy that I had been on was, you know, was behind me. So I thought, all right, well, we might have a little bit of a break here. So I just grabbed the puck and tried to get up ice as quick as I could. And, uh, um, yeah, and then kind of cut to the middle just to kind of, I don't know, just possess the puck a little bit. And JoJo came off the bench. And uh, I dropped it to him, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to get off the ice here, and you know, put at the time Stromer, one of our, you know, one of our top forwards on the ice, and let him do his thing in overtime." And as soon as I put a leg over the bench, uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I put a leg over the bench, we scored. Uh, uh, Garney, Garney, and Shears are like right there in front of me, and so all I saw is like I, I heard, I heard Dima shoot it, and then I heard the horn go off. And then Garney's arms went up, and Shears' Shears' arms went up, and uh, and then like yeah, kind of you know we were all kind of yelling, so it was uh, <laughs> it was a pretty unique experience not to see the goal going. So everybody pouring out onto the ice. Caps have won seven out of eight. Uh, a couple things about being at the game. First, I thought that was the best maybe Cap One Arena has felt. And as loud as it's been all year, the energy was unbelievable. And I think a lot of that can be attributed to Ovi hunting down, you know, 801, obviously. But having been at that, all three on that homestand, I, I thought that was kind of felt like a few years ago. It felt like playoff atmosphere. Yeah, man, it was it was awesome. I, I would have to agree. Um, I think that was the, the loudest our crowd had been in a while. I think, uh, you know, I don't know if it, it was more full my opinion than it had been in a while and I don't know if people were just you know it's a combination of people excited to be home for the holidays excited to watch some some hockey I think the fellas have been playing really well um and then on top of it I think it just kind of all came together in a little bit of a of of a perfect storm where we kind of had a slow start the building was super eager you know to to cheer for anything um you know and then we kind of just you know then a tiny bit of time we, we ended up having a really good second period and and then you know capped it off with a which is great for the crowd a, a nice overtime winner but yeah it was it was awesome I said the same thing I said it kind of reminded me a lot of you know when I came to this team five years ago and, and this arena was like that every single night and it, yeah it felt great though oh it was the best and you know it was Nick Dowd too on the scoreboard against the opponents too and the Capitals were just kind of out there with you, and then eventually they helped you out a little bit, and you guys get the win. But how about, so I got my hat on, and I'm ready to throw it on the ice. I'm just waiting 
so that I can throw my hat on the ice for you. And you've got a chance at high danger, grade A, right in front of the net, coming up, coming at the goaltender, and you pass it off to try to get OV801. Yeah. Every other time, I'm like, okay, that I get it. You're trying to get OV's goal. You had to think about it, right? I don't know when the last time you scored a hat trick was in your life, but you, you're Never. right in front of the cage. You had to think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember getting off the ice. Stromer made a good change, and their D kind of went to backhand it up the middle, which is, you know, every now and then it kind of becomes a little bit of a dangerous play and kind of flubbed off his stick right to me, and, and uh, I caught it. But I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, okay, I got the best goal scorer in the history on his one-timer side. Like, if I can get this to him, there's no way he's not scoring this. Right. And, uh, and, and yeah, of course, the D-man was obviously thinking the exact same thing because I think he just went over and stood next to Ovi. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's like, all I right, mean, I'm going to defend Dowd or I'm going to defend Ovechkin. Yeah. And he chose yeah, Ovechkin. Yeah, he, he, made, he made a business decision that, tur- that turned out. <laughs> um, I had my hand yeah, on my hat, though. Sure. I was ready to throw it on the I was going to lose some hardware. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I mean. I don't know what would have been cooler, you know, three goals or eight hundred one for the big man. I, you know, the guy had so many opportunities that game. I'm surprised he didn't have eight hundred five. To be honest, Nick Dowd with us here on, on G and D. Nick, great mention at the top. You guys have won seven of eight, and and here, so here's my question: that. The game you guys dropped, I actually thought you played really well. Just you ran into a, a, a goaltender who was who morphed into a, a giant wall and just wasn't going to happen that night. Did you guys feel that same way where it's like, yeah, even you dropped one, this is such a process game where you got to just kind of keep grinding and putting pucks on the net, and sometimes you run into a buzzsaw, but I don't think you guys have dropped off at all. felt like you guys were playing well and still are, even though you dropped one. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I actually thought that was one of our most complete games in Dallas. I mean, we literally had, I think – you know, we had like a one-minute period where, you know, they played better than us, and that was they scored on the power play at the beginning of the period. And then, like, you know, 45 seconds later, they scored another goal that actually was like a, a you know, kind of like a, a harmless shot from the point that deflected off of two different, you know, Caps players and then went in the back of the net, which is like, you know, something that that's unheard of, right? So, um, and then, you know, from then on, I thought we actually played really well. I thought we controlled the pace and we out – we out, we out, um, you know, I thought we outplayed them. I mean, they're, they're a really good team, and, and going into the game, we knew that. Um, I think it was just two really good teams playing good hockey, and, uh, you know, they, they obviously, you know, they came out on top. But um, I still thought, yeah, I agree. I still thought we played well, which I think, you know, it's, it's the games that you lose because you play bad hurt way more than the games that you lose and you play well, right? Because you, you can sit there and tell yourself, all right, we're doing the right things. Like, that that's all that counts. Sometimes you're not going to win 82 games, even if you play great 82 games, you know. Next up, the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night at 7. You guys are traveling there before coming back to play the uh, Winnipeg Jets here at Capital One Arena. Uh, have you started your video study on Ottawa? What can you tell us about the matchup? Yeah, I mean, you know, young team, really fast team. Uh, last time we went into Ottawa, obviously they, they you know, they, they outplayed us and they won that game. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they have a lot of guys that can make a lot of high-end plays. Um you know, and then they, they actually, you know, they have, they have some pretty good special teams as well. I, I, you know, we haven't dug into them just yet as a team, um, but, you know, we always take care of that the, the morning of the game. So, but we'll be looking to have a fast start and, um, you know, continue to, to play good hockey five on five. And I think our special teams have been really good. And, you know, we'll continue to, to look for Chuck to play well, um, you know, as he has, uh, you know, since Darcy's gone down. So, um, 
you know, I think it's just a combination of everything. So. What are the Dowds doing for the holiday? Oh man, yeah. Well, what do we got? I think we, I think we're gonna, you know, have some. I think we're gonna have some uh, people over on the twenty fourth, and then on the twenty fifth, uh, I think we're gonna do maybe a little bit, a uh, little bit of card playing, a little bit of gambling with some of the fellows. Um, Paige's, Paige's family, Roy's family is, uh, as, as big into uh, like dice and, and cards and stuff like that. And, and once I kind of met Paige and spent some holidays with her, uh, I realized, you know, how much, how much fun that was. Um, you know, nothing crazy, but we'll be doing that. My, my father-in-law got me this game called horses, which people out there will know what I'm talking about, but you can buy it a, a couple different places, but he got me this nice board where you basically, you, it's a, di- a dice game that you roll you have some cards, you, you deal a deck out, um, you have scratched horses, and then you have horses that are in. And if you have the die and you roll the, the number of the horse that's on the track and he moves up a notch, and then I think, you know, based on probability, like the sevens and eights have to move much farther on the track than, you know, consider like the, you know, like the, like the queens or, you know, which are like the double, you know, like a double, double six or something like that. And then basically you keep rolling. And then if you, if you land on a horse that's scratched, you know, with your dive and you ante up some money and eventually, you know, depending on how much you're playing for, the pocket's pretty big. And then whoever holds the winning horse at the end in their cards, you know, wins the money. So, um, we'll be doing that. We'll be making a, making a recipe. My mom has made forever on the 24th and having some people over. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we're, we're big, big tradition family Paige and I are. So we're trying to mesh both of our stuff together. Sounds like a fun time with the guys. Nice. What time should we show up? Yeah. Well, it depends. Are we bringing pies or are we not bringing pies? With pie. We'll be with pie. Well, I actually have an update on that, by the way. I got a text from a listener, okay, who has a pie-making business, and he wants to make Nick Dowd pies. So you oh, can, my God. I'm so in. Yeah, so what he, a plug. Unbelievable. I, I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to want pie. He's like, I, look, and he sent me his card, and he's got this business. And, uh, yeah, he's based out of uh, Virginia, and he's just a, a listener and a Caps fan who makes pies, and he wants to make you some pies. So he asked what flavor pies you like. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think my all-time favorite is, like, a nice apple crumble. Yeah. Um, you know, but I can get into anything. You know, I'm, 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 I, I uh, don't discriminate when it comes to pies. I mean, you know, peach pie. Cobbler, all co- is a cobbler a pie? Is that a? Dis- is I was going to ask you. I I don't know. I've gotten I've gotten serious like talking tos in either direction. Where someone's like, "Of course it yeah, is." And then other, is- my wife's like, "No, it's not." I have no idea. I know it's delicious. Yeah. So here, his last got- his last yeah. text was uh, after the two goal game. He said, "Nick deserves a pie. There's no doubt about it." Little oh, I get, play. I get what he did there. And then he uh, he said to ask you what what you liked. And uh, he, I love this. He said he'd meet me to give me the pies in a public place if you want, <laughs> which, which I think is hilarious because I, I don't know him, right? So I guess he thinks I'm worried about him. But uh, so that's funny. Maybe, 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 maybe he's really worried about you because you're the guy yeah. that doesn't like pies. Yeah. Very possible. Like trust him. That's very possible. And he goes, "I can make him blueberry, apple, or cherry, or others." So I said, "I'll ask him." So it sounds like you're an apple guy. Is it- should we get a legit? I think we need. Is this a is this a legitimate business or is this just a guy that's happy to make pies out of his basement? <laughs> no, no. This is a legit. I thought the same thing. That it's, was my first question. Yeah, no, he has a. It's on Instagram. He's got a pie business. He does. He look. He, he, he dresses like, like a like chef. It. it looks like his pies are in nice boxes. I think this is the real deal, Dal. This is this is nice. I could get into this. 
All right. Well, if nothing else, we will uh, we'll have some pies for you for the holiday. But, Nick, we appreciate it, man. Keep scoring goals, and uh, congrats on seven out of eight. You guys are rolling. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you guys having me on, as always. Nick Dowd, always outstanding, representing the Caps on the show every week on Wednesdays. He's brought to you by Main Street Bank. It's your local bank local. Put our team in your office. Speaking of the Caps, we're giving away a pair of tickets to their game on Friday night against the Jets. Make sure you're listening. Those tickets could be yours. You're going to win them at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock if you are the right caller. Next, our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. You're listening to Grant and Danny. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Nick Dowd's the best. So good on the air. Love having him on. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. He's been a nice addition. It's been good to throw him into the mix this year. And if he keeps scoring two goals at a time, we're going to have to keep getting him some pie. Two goals in 11 seconds. Pretty cool. It's so hard to score a goal. He had a great quote a couple weeks ago. We were actually talking about Ovechkin, who's done it so many times. Yeah. He's like, you guys don't understand how hard it is to score one. He had two on a shift. He's just out there minding his business, you know, hacking and whacking, gets himself two goals. I, I would legitimately consider just as a joke, getting back to the bench, just going, you guys, good luck the rest of the way. And walking back to the dressing room before coming back out. Amazing. It's time for our double play. We do it each and every day at this time. We have Caps tickets to give away at 4 and 5 today. But right now we got a chance to talk about something going on in our lives, non-sports. And this is brought to you by GovSmart, Intelligent IT Solutions for Government. Visit GovSmart.com. Jeeps, there's a marketplace for this. There's a marketplace for making people in my age demographic feel like we're 10 years old again. Enter Willow on Disney Plus. Mad Mob again. That's not bad. Mad Mob again. You are great. That was my uh, jam as a kid. I loved Willow. Did you really? That, I love- I, that came out way before you were born. Though. I don't know why. Yeah, you just happened kid, to see it. I watched it. I thought it was hilarious. So Shanbav Morda. Uh, this <laughs> so far, I don't love it. But I don't hate it either. Isn't the same guy in it? Yeah. How's that possible? He's uh, got to be old. He wasn't that old when he did the movie the first time. He's not playing Willow, is he? Yeah, Warwick Davis plays Willow off good. How old is that guy? Probably maybe in the 60s now. Isn't Willow supposed to be a kid? No. Okay. Willow's a grown man, but of the uh, of, of the small folk. So there's a, there's a pretty good cast. 
it just it hasn't caught me the same way yet, but I'm entertained. So there's a new episode today I haven't yet watched, but it's not getting terribly well reviewed. But that's not really what's important to me. The important thing to me is there are people now in charge of of content and programming who are basically like, hey, what do 40 to 45-year-old dorks want to see? And this is the answer, and they're providing me the content. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's worth it. You got a little extra time, and you want to feel like you're a kid again. They are good at this. Yeah. Alora Dallin. Whoever they are. Uh, I am, I'm not going to do it. As a kid, I watched it and enjoyed it. Whatever that is now, I'm out. It's definitely not for me. You'd agree? This one, yeah, it's not for you. You're not going to, you wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it. That's what you're binging right now. I'm a little surprised you don't have something else in the queue. No, it's one of those, like, this is, this, I'll tell you with the tears for me. All right. Appointment television, I got to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Like, I'm still, I'm actually right now in a little bit of a tiff. With my lady wife, because she is not carving out the time to watch The Crown. We cannot show cheat on the on, on each other with The Crown. Okay. Then there are shows like, hey, when I got some time, games are over. I'll I'll you know flip on White Lotus. I hate watch. A couple other shows are out there that are pretty good. Willow is workout tier. I'm in my little home area in the playroom, working out, doing whatever. And I got Willow on the entertainment one. that's when i watch some of my documentaries like that's when i watch the the fifa doc that's when i watch the pepsi harrier jet one that's like that third tier i got a good thing going right now that i think you may not know is out it's time for my double play i'm not sure if you know that this show exists i want you to uh-uh. it's called drive to survive here we go nope it's that would be great it's called last chance you and season two's out, my guy. I've got um, episode two. Oh, you're in it? Yeah, I'm in. All right, good. So they're now doing Last Chance U basketball. Danny and I have talked on the show for years about Last Chance U. They started with football. Season one with basketball last year. It's the same coach who's coaching at East L.A. Remember the last episode of the first season when they did hoops, the kids that he coaches were going to play in what would have been the state tournament. And... It's weird to say state tournament, but this is the JUCO level, and that's kind of their culminating game is a championship in California. But because of COVID, they're on the bus. They're driving to San Francisco, and they get told that the tournament's off in like mm. March of when everything shut down a couple of years ago. And so those kids whose whole last couple of years of their life were about trying to win this game didn't get to play in the game. It's just a reminder of the realities of what was taken away from people with COVID and and, you know, really, lives were lost, obviously. And, I mean, there were some real tragedies in addition to sports tragedies. But for those kids, you know, that was everything to them. And they didn't get to play in that game. But Last Chance you was back. I've been watching that. And then last night, I watched a Christmas movie that was a chick flick. And I'm trying to remember the name of it here. Um. One of these Netflix onlys with like a really good guy who walks around with his shirt off a lot. Just his shirt's not on. Not very rarely on. And my wife and I watched it, and it was it was a lot. But I guess here is my question to you: Why is it in all these movies where the plot is that like the this guy and this girl meet, and one of them generally the girl is in a relationship with a guy. Yep. And typically we are like told not to like this guy by way of what we know about him, even though we never really meet him. You see what I'm saying? I know exactly what you mean, yeah. And then they get together in the movie, the, the new guy and this girl in this relationship. Uh-huh. She's cheating on the guy. Yeah. Like, Why does no one ever care Nobody about that? Nobody seems to care about that. And in this particular instance, they didn't do a very good job telling us that this guy sucked. Like, it was just, 
a guy that we didn't know. He's just there. And he loves her way more than she loves him. It's pretty clear. Like, he's excited to get married. He's excited they're engaged. He's excited to book this thing. And he is, at times, we find out, oh, he's controlling or he's annoying or he's mad that she's going on this trip to, to find her lost mom because of the gas money. And, like, okay, he probably sucks. But like, they didn't spend a lot of time saying this guy sucks. They need to do more of that so you're sympathetic to her situation. Yeah, When but- she cheats on him, mm-hmm. fiancé. So all we're supposed to care about is this relationship with the hunk, who's the star of the movie, and the woman who's the star of the movie. But I'm always the guy who looks at my wife and goes, she's cheating. She's cheating on the guy we don't know. You have missed. Why does nobody care about because this? Because it's cheating, not for you. Cheating, cheating, The movie's not for you. It, she, this is a fantasy for the other person that was watching with you. My wife? You know yes. what she would say? That's cheating. Even before you And that's what out, she's fantasizing you, about. You, you know, I'm, I'm so sure, by the way, you have to get two rooms. Oh, there's only one room tonight. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Uh, whoops, ouch, ouch, you're, how are you here on top of me? Before all that happened, you're on a trip with a stranger of the opposite sex yep. who you're attracted to, yep. who you're flirting with, and you haven't told your fiancé about it. It's lady cheating. porn. That's what it is. Cheating, it's the cheating, fantasy. Cheating. That's what they want. They want that. Why does no one care that this is che- How many movies has the plot like been, oh, this great relationship, they fell in love, Everything you were doing was inappropriate the entire time. Yeah. You cheated. The movie should be over in two minutes. Hey, man, that's cheating. Credits. But it's not because it's not for us. Ours is like stuff blows up and like there's a bunch of explosions and like it's time for a catchphrase. And then like more stuff blows up. That's our thing. Their thing is look at my idiot husband. Can you imagine if it was, I had this like dalliance that was so much fun and exciting? My stupid controlling husband that doesn't know where anything is in the kitchen. He's just like, where's where's the tape measure, honey? Where are my socks? Where are my vitamins? Have you seen uh, the the thing that Danny got me for Christmas that makes you want to drink water? Hey, do you know he where, where, you where my underpants are? Hey, do you know where the, the Sharpie is? She's tired of you. That's that's every person, every dude listening, every wife looks at you twice a day like, what am I doing? And they sit down, and they want to unwind for 90 minutes, an easily escapable situation where this stupid oaf is all of a sudden second fiddle to the guy with no shirt on. That's what they want. All I'm saying is cheating. Cheating. Like, oh, they fell in love. It's called the Noel Diary, by the way. It's called the Cheating Diaries is what it's called. It should be. It's called the Noel Diary. I'm going to read you the... uh... The description. A woman cheats on her fiance with a new guy with no shirt. The picture is a guy reading a a letter with no shirt on. Yeah. It's like the picture. It's a cover of those romance novels. Look at this. Look at this. Show me. Noel Diary. This one right here. See that guy? Look at look at such a come on. What's he what are we all supposed to do? I don't know. The shirtless guy with three percent body fat and the and the good jawline is reading a book. The Noel Diary. I'm available. I'm just a working class guy that wants to work, but I love you. It's a good little love story. No, it's not. If she wasn't engaged, you were engaged to get married. That means some guy proposed and she said yes. She called him on the phone. He goes, hey, babe, when are you coming home? She says, I don't know. There's a guy next door to me who I'm going to dinner with tonight. No one seemed to care about. She didn't actually tell him that. She just said, I don't know. She didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. And then she, and then he's like, I was thinking we could do the engagement party next week at this place. And she said... You mean the party of lies? She she said, basically, can we just wait on the engagement party? Like, I, I, I understand. You're not loving this. You're not that happy. Here's an idea. Break up with him before you sleep with the other guy. You're cheating. It's the cheating. Anyway.
It's a good film. <laughs> it sounds great. If you like cheating, check it out. It's a great, it's a great rom-com. Great, uh, lovely, uh, romantic film. Teaches you all the right ways to go about your relationships. Grant and Danny on the fan. The Beltway Blitz is next, and we're giving away Caps tickets at the top of the hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.